Brian Brewer and Gio coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. This morning I came in and I said, man, I know exactly what Boomer's going to be thinking about Aaron Rodgers. I just know. And since this is year six of working with Boomer, I said, I feel like I really know what he's going to say. And he's going to say that all this Aaron Rodgers talk and all these rumors and all the stuff that's swirling out there. It started with Adam Schefter, then Ian Rappaport, then yesterday Peter King actually name-dropped Peter King? Yes, Peter King actually name-dropped Woody Johnson and goes that two first-round picks, they trade him to an AFC team, and Woody Johnson would gladly pay that price. So I said, Boomer, come on. We got to end this today, right? Don't we have to squash this? This is ridiculous. And your response, Boomer, was, Smoke fire, man. This is exactly the way it started, although I felt like we were ahead of the Russell Wilson thing significantly. But uh, this one, now all of a sudden, when you got insiders like that, and even Peter King, who does know a lot of these players and coaches intimately, he'll call them, and they will not hesitate to, to call him back. You know, and I, I've known Peter for a long, long time. I met him when I first became a player in Cincinnati when he picked me up at the airport. And uh, I've been friends with him for a long, long time. And I know how he operates and he never violates any compromised information. Mm-hmm. He just puts things out there where he is well informed. And if, in fact, he puts it out there that uh, he believes that there is a potential for this, I, I believe there is, too. And I, I just again, I will go. I will go to my, uh, you know, the, the end of the earth to tell you that Lamar Jackson's not the player for this team. The way this team is currently constructed, no matter what anybody says, they don't understand the dynamics of the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. And this would be a that would be a major problem here. And on top of that, you would have to hire the right offensive coordinator to get the most out of Lamar Jackson. That's why I think Lamar Jackson to Atlanta makes a lot of sense. Baltimore to the Jets, I don't see that. I do see Green Bay to the Jets. I don't see Green Bay to Dallas. Yeah. I don't see Green Bay to San Francisco. I, I could see Green Bay to uh, you know to the Raiders. Yeah, and I can understand the Ravens not wanting to send Lamar Jackson, and you know they would tag him and trade him if it ended up getting to that. But I, I could I could understand not trading to the Jets. But do, does Joe Douglas? believe the same stuff you believe about Lamar Jackson? Uh, yes, I would think so. I can't speak for Joe, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it's it's obvious that Greg Roman designed a specialized offense to u- utilize the specialized skill of Lamar Jackson. Well, and, the- that, and that that is, you know, the tight end is imp- important. Uh, big, giant offensive linemen are important. Mm. A top 10 defense is important because mm. if they get behind in games, very rarely do they are they able to come back. And, you know, they had kind of the same problem this past season, early on in the year, as the Raiders had. They were getting out the big leads. And then when they needed something on offense at the end of the game to kind of quell those leads or the momentum shifts that took place in these games in which they lost... He was unable to get that done on offense. That's not just him, but it's the passing game in general. 
All right, well, the Jets do have big, giant offensive linemen, and one of them should be coming back next year, hopefully in Former Mackay. teammate, maybe, right? Uh, Mackay Becton. You also have a defense that was, at times, even though it disappointed towards the end of the year, uh, a top-ten defense, and you also have an open offensive coordinator position where you could fill that with the now, guy. Now, that, now, if you told me that they were going to hire Greg Roman and bring Lamar Jackson here, and then I'd say, okay, you're going to be trading Garrett Wilson and most likely Elijah Moore. Maybe uh, I've officially him. thrown my name into the ring for consideration for the Jets offensive coordinator job right so you understand what I'm talking about <laughs> I, I mean do. so the Jets believe that they're a quarterback away and that quarterback is going to be a quarterback that's going to be running a pass first offense not a run first offense in terms of him being the runner yeah okay now, That's why I said it just doesn't make any sense. No matter how popular you think he may be or how great he may be, it makes absolutely no sense. What makes sense would be for him to go to Atlanta because it's an NFC team. It's a run first team. They, tr- you know, and think about just think about how popular uh, Lamar is from the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, how popular he would be for the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. and they haven't had anything since they went to the Super Bowl. Well, okay, but I could give you the same argument back with Lamar Jackson to the Jets, which is think about how popular he'd be in New York, and the Jets haven't re- had a quarterback in a hundred years. But you also have these wide receivers here. You know, you have Garrett Wilson, who had an awesome year, is going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year, most likely. And, and, you know, you think he wants balls, like 50 to 60 balls thrown to him next year? You saw how he acted this year. Sure. <clears throat> well, you don't think that Garrett Wilson at all would be excited about having Lamar Jackson on his team because everybody seems to love Lamar Jackson. They do love Lamar. I'm not saying that they don't. And, and they, they he's one of the most popular players in the league. But why would Marquise Brown want out of Baltimore, one of his best friends? Yeah, I understand because he wanted to get more uh, targets, which means potentially more money uh, if he makes those targets into catches. And that's what he wants is the so contract. They, they could pay Lamar, you know, $45 million a year and guarantee it for the next four years. That means those other guys ain't getting paid. Yeah. And I, by the way, those other guys... Uh, their production is going to be stifled because of that. Yeah, I just wonder if the all the general managers in football think the same way. Like, does Joe Douglas say, well, these guys are going to want out because we have to change our offense? Or does he say, imagine Lamar Jackson with more weapons than he's ever had on offense? And and think about the talent that we, we could give him Brees Hall off the injury. We can give him Garrett Wilson. Uh, we can we could give him the, the tight ends that we brought in and Uzama and Conklin. We can give him Elijah Moore. No, we can give him Corey Day. I mean, does he think like that? Uh, that that could be the other side of the coin. Now, if I had a choice between the two for two years, obviously Aaron Rodgers well, is going to be the yeah, guy. Yeah, forget two years. <clears throat> no, because say- if anybody who's trading for Lamar Jackson, it's going to be a no, sign no, 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 trade. No. I'm saying I'm, I'm just talking in terms of Aaron Rodgers for two years. Okay. I, if Lamar Jackson, you'd have him for the rest of his career, most likely. I'm talking about for the next two years, which is probably what you'd get. Aaron Rodgers for, then I would take Aaron Rodgers and I would try to win a Super Bowl in those two years. But I just, it's the desperation. The desperation that the Jets have that I think is greater than any other team in the NFL right now when it comes to that position. I mean, the the Falcons, yes, they are removed from the MVP days of Matt Ryan, but that wasn't that long ago, and they have had recent success. And, yeah, it makes sense for him to go down there to the AFC-NFC situation, and he would be beloved there. But do they have the same type of desperation as far as giving a contract and giving up compensation to get Lamar Jackson that maybe the Jets would have? So Lamar Jackson basically 
ends up having a a a, 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 a year kind of like Daniel Jones has, where he throws for like 33, 3,400 yards and runs for seven to 800 yards. You know, wide receivers want to play with quarterbacks that are throwing for over 4,500 yards. They want opportunities because they see the money that is out there for them to make if they're able to showcase their abilities on the field. Well, listen, every team's got wide receivers, though. So he's going to end up somewhere. There's not every not 32 general managers or 31 general managers other than the Ravens are going to be like, we can't bring this guy in because our wide receivers are going to be pissed. I mean, they, they, so someone, the, someone's Ravens, going to want Lamar Jackson. So, yeah, uh, yes, Atlanta. But aren't their wide receivers going to be pissed too? They don't have. I don't. I, to me, it's Kyle Pitts, and Kyle Pitts is kind of like a hybrid tight end wide receiver. But he's your Mark Andrews, okay. you know, in that offense. That, that's all I'm saying, and it makes to me like I always look at players, and, and not, I'm not always right. I'm just saying, coach, quarterback pairings, city to play in. What are the opportunities? So let's say the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett. They're not trading for Lamar Jackson. They're going to trade for uh, Green Bay's Aaron Rodgers. Well, they better hope they are because the Denver Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett thinking there was a chance at Aaron Rodgers. He turned out to be the worst head coach we've ever seen. Right. So so Greg Roman goes with Arthur Smith down in Atlanta, and they trade for Lamar Jackson. That's a perfect fit. Frank Reich signs with the Carolina Panthers. They sign Derek Carr to a short-term three-year deal. That, to me, is a perfect fit. Like I could see these things, how they look on paper, and I could say that works, that works, that works, that works. I don't see Lamar Jackson working for the New York Jets, regardless of how great we think he is, just simply because of the way that the team is constructed offensively right now. Let me tell you, if Derek Carr ends up going to the Carolina Panthers, Lamar Jackson ends up going to the Atlanta Falcons, or ends up staying in Baltimore, and Aaron Rodgers goes elsewhere... What the hell are the Jets going to do? I mean, they're really going to go into this season where jobs are on the line with Zach Wilson as the quarterback? I just can't. I cannot see that. You know, the leading receiver for uh, the Ravens this year, other than uh, the tight end, Mark Andrews? Now, let's face it. They played with uh, Tyler Huntley. They played with Anthony Brown. They also played, you know, the bulk of the games. Was it uh, Devin DuVernay? Demarcus Robinson had 48 catches. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm just, I'm just, you got, you got to be a realist that when you, when you see these things, you look at these things, you got to say to yourself, well, it's great to have a Lamar Jackson, but then you got to change your complete outlook on offense. If it, but does it put you in a better situation to be able to, hey, let me ask you a question. If there's anybody who knows Lamar Jackson, it is the Baltimore Ravens and they've built their team around him and their fan base loves him. And they just fired their offensive coordinator that got the best out of him. So now, so what, does that mean? so what is that telling you about Baltimore? Well, I think that he's gone. I think that Lamar Jackson is not going to. And go you back think there. it's because he didn't get the contract that he wanted, and he got hurt, and maybe they thought he could play, and he didn't play. Yeah, I do think that. Yes, I think that all of that is is part of the equation, and I think that they also, even if none of that other stuff happened, I also think that there's a number because we how many times have we said this. Steve Bashotti, the owner of the Baltimore Ravens, was very outspoken with the Deshaun Watson deal. And I think that there's a number that he's comfortable with, and Lamar Jackson wants a Deshaun Watson deal, if not more, and Steve Bashotti's not going to go there. So he's not going to get it from Baltimore, but he could get it from Atlanta. Yeah. Why? Because Atlanta is starving for a star. 
You know, Arthur so Blank the needs Jets, somebody. Though, man, they are. The Jets are starring for a star. Yeah, but they're a different type of star. That's why, you know, if you told me that Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers are coming here, I wouldn't be surprised. <sighs> I would not be surprised. I would. I really would if Aaron Rodgers finished his career with the Jets. I, I That would. So, that, like, how would you be surprised? Give me a surprise face. A surprise face? Yeah. Like, I go, what? Like that. Huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. Even now that we're talking about the potential possibility for it, would you still have the surprise face? I still would have the surprise face, yes, 100%, because I told you, but I, I just, I, I, I can't even picture it. And the other reason why I don't want to get myself so amped up, because I gave you the two reasons why I think this would be awesome. One, get them out of the NFC North, and two, the the Jets would be very good, and the drama that he brings would be so entertaining. So I want that to happen more than any other thing locally in this offseason. That's what I want to see happen. And I also don't want to get my hopes up and then end up watching Zach Wilson again next year, which would just be, <laughs> you know, yes, I wouldn't I have a surprise you. face with that one. I'd have a disgusted face with that I, one. I hear you 100%. Man, but you're but see, you're giving me hope, though. That's the thing. You're giving me hope. That you this know why? Happen. Because right now is the time for that kind of hope. Absolutely. The off season, the silly season, as you like to say. Sam and Miller Place. Uh, good morning, Sam. What's happening? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up? Quick comment for Boomer, and I have all respect for your, your knowledge of uh, football, but you keep talking about the fit and having to change your offense and kind of change your offensive identity and what you're doing. The Jets, they don't have that. <clears throat> they scored single-digit points in I don't know how many games. They scored three points, seven points, nine points. They have no offense, no offensive identity. They'll do better with anyone better than what we have. Okay. You know, bye. That's it. That's true. What he said right there is 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 true. That they'll do better with anyone. Mm -hmm. They will. Now you can't do any worse. Well, what about especially when your when your second overall pick is playing quarterback? All right, but what about the point of hey, your offensive coordinator last year is gone. You still haven't hired a guy. So like you're changing the whole identity of your offense. Is there even an identity right now without a coordinator? And that's a that's a good point. That's a great point, but if they're talking to the, the coordinators that they have brought through here, do not match up with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I haven't hired anybody yet, though. But the, the guys that they have brought in here, and it seems like it's going to that kind of that West Coast hybrid style offense. That's not Lamar Jackson. I'm just telling you. Uh, Dan in Berkeley Heights. Hello, Dan. Hey, how you doing, Gio? Pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. What do you got for us? And the biggest fan of you guys, a long-time listener, a huge fan of Boomer and... Uh, since the Jets, I'm an old Jet fan. All right, nice. So, what, uh, what do you think? So I just wanted to bring up the offensive line to help uh, Boomer's uh, case. I mean, they're just not set up for that RPO like the Baltimore Ravens are. Yeah, I mean, isn't that something, though, that if you bring in the offensive coordinator and you bring in Lamar Jackson, they're not going to have a choice but to you know, adapt. The, the interesting thing is is that you know they, they fired their offensive line coach. They fired their wide receiver coach, too. So, oh, whoever, yeah, is, so whoever is coming in here... I've either, officially thrown my name into the ring for consideration. <laughs> so whoever they're bringing in here, whether it be... Uh, you know, a, an assistant head coach and then another guy being the offensive coordinator so you can get the guys that you want to run your offense, including your line coach and your wide receiver coach and your OC so everybody can be teaching the same thing at the same level as opposed to having to teach other coaches what you're trying to do. That make that makes total sense to me. But I, I 
you know, again, it's it's just me sending uh, Lamar into the AFC and keeping him into the AFC where you could see him in the playoffs would be a nightmare scenario uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. And I, I just don't see that happening. That's why I think it makes sense for him if they are going to trade him and he can't get the money that he wants from Baltimore, he can certainly get it from Atlanta. Orange on the fan at CBS Sports Network after we're talking about the 40-mile bike tour earlier. Now I get a text from uh, my buddy Miggs of Miggs and Falzone from the uh, 5th Precinct out on Long Island, Suffolk County Police. And he goes, you know, now I hear that you're doing this bike tour. How about uh, joining us for this uh, 10K coming up in June? I'm Perfect. Like, guys, chill. I have a friend of mine who wants you to do the uh, mini triathlon. Sure. I said, you, I said yeah. you'd probably be mm-hmm. into it. Right, Gee, right. You'll be about 120 pounds when we're all done with this. <laughs> probably. And it's, but I'm doing this for the Boomer Esiason Foundation and, and, and you. Yes. Because there's been things that I have turned down that you've asked me to do. You bring up the softball thing all the time. I felt like I had to because you, you said Saville knows how to raise money. Yes. Can you raise money from Saville mm-hmm. with this bike tour? And I said, yes. I'm not doing triathlons. I'm not doing 10Ks. <laughs> that will that 40-mile bike tour will be the last physical activity that I do for the rest of my life that doesn't involve walking from my car to work or from my couch to the bathroom. That, 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 why do you say that? Because I hate it. I hate exercising. I hate getting up. People are like, oh, it releases your endorphins. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It sucks. It makes me feel like crap. And I get off of there and I go, <gasps> and I'm sweating, and I'm out of breath, and I'm annoyed. So uh, for me, it does not release. You know what releases my endorphins? A meatball hero. That's what releases my endorphins. So you do your thing. I'll do my thing. Just, Did want, you you be around, just want you to be around for your kids, man. Yeah, yeah. Come on. You, you act like I'm a 450-pound like uh, heart-diseased person who's going to, to drop dead. I'm going to be around for my kids, for Christ's sakes. I'm 225 pounds. I'm not 700 pounds. Completely healthy. You know, it's like I've got some sort of the, the brain tumor. I will good. tell you, that sounds like a pretty good way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken parm and sex. Yeah. I don't remember the context of that, but I stand by that statement. <laughs> doesn't matter, really. Yeah. Yeah. Do like Ringo Starr. Peace and love. There will be no more. <laughs> no more. 10Ks. No more. 5Ks. Do not invite me. And I say this with peace and love, but please, no more physical activity. Didn't you? I'm just trying to remember back to the pandemic. I thought you got into the Peloton really big time. I did then, too. Yeah, so I did bef- in 2019, uh, leading up to the bike tour in May, and then again, on the Peloton during... But that was uh, more about Sydney's wedding, I think. You wanted to look good for that. Uh, but you, I felt like you got addicted to it. Like, you were really into it. Well, there was nothing else going on at that point. I could, wasn't allowed to leave the house. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. That was sort of like, this is 45 minutes I can have to myself where someone is climbing into my ass with tambourines. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And you're not wiping down Amazon boxes with the... Uh, right, exactly. Disinfected right, in the garage. Which I was absolutely I know. doing. Yes, which is the dumbest thing in the world when you look back on it. So, <laughs> how stupid was all that? I mean, how stupid? I never did that. How stupid is it still? Yeah, I know. But nobody's really doing that anymore. Like the <laughs> Wiping down groceries and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People I had a question for you. Are you wearing a mask when we get on the airplane? No, no, I haven't. No, no, no. I've flown a lot. I haven't. You know what? <laughs> Not many people do. I will tell you, though. Every time I fly, I've gotten sick. 
<laughs> I, but I was just about to say that. Last time I flew, yeah. June, down to Miami, yeah. came back with a cold. Yeah, both times I went to Dallas, I came back sick. <sighs> yeah, so, no, but I, I just can't, I can't do that. I'm already in there, like, tight with strangers and everything, and then you're going to put the restriction of the mask on me if I don't have to wear it? No way. Yeah, I didn't say I'm going to, but yeah. both times. Then, all of a sudden, I'm out Wednesday with COVID because <laughs> in Arizona, <laughs> shivering in my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good show, guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll hook you up with a unit in the, in the hotel room. Yeah. I guess with that, I mean, imagine how ridiculous that would be. That would be funny. <laughs> You're in your hotel with room. With your wife and kids running around. Yeah. And then I probably couldn't, like, leave it. Like, if I got a late in the week, I'd have to stay in Arizona. I couldn't get on a plane with, knowingly with COVID going home, could I? They'd be like, you can't have this hotel room. It's booked for the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I, then I just become a homeless Phoenix person for and the rest of rent my the life. Car and drive, drive across country. Oh God, <clears throat> no shot. How long do you think that would take? If you went days? straight, oh, no one's going straight. You need All help. Right. I would say three. You could do it in three. Three days. Is it about thirty-five hours? Would you say more than that? I more think. than that? How many miles? Because Orlando's like a thousand. When Thir- you- thirty-seven hours. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Thirty-five hours. Okay. <laughs> How many miles? 2,482 miles. So you, you, they you, will put it into ways. And that's just straight driving. So in shifts. Well, that's why three hour, three days is perfect. 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day? You have no interest. See, I would like to do that at some point before my time has come and gone. I would like to drive cross-country and see different things. But not in a in a time crunch. Like, yeah. I'd like to take a couple of weeks, stop for a game, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 3,000 miles. Then go up to Canada, go five thousand miles no, back. No, then I'll fly Trans Canadian. I don't want to. I don't want to drive Trans Canadian. I'll fly home. <laughs> I you got uh, twenty three hundred and eighty three miles, thirty four hours and fifty eight minutes. So if you left right now, you could be there by tomorrow at uh, let's see another ten hours, so seven thirty. But, but you did it from here, Boomer. I'm doing it to Long Island or Geo. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Right. Fifty it's miles a, and probably another three five hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This will be Boomer's challenge next year: bike to Phoenix <laughs> for BEF. <laughs> Geo, you're doing it. It's not you're a race. In. Not a race. You, know you don't have to worry. Maybe we'll wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Seriously, if now, you guys, of all, th- both of you saying you got sick on the I plane? did. I came back from uh, that, that trip I went down in June to Miami. I came back with a cold. And both times to Dallas. And that yeah, was in was June, too, when people don't normally get colds. Yeah. I came well, we'll back see how Boomer home. does when he comes back from Kansas City and then uh, Phoenix. Yeah, L.A. Oh, it's L.A. Yes. I thought it was usually the Super Bowl site. Yeah, <sighs> but they couldn't get it done this year, so it's L.A. Man. So far. You want to put odds on COVID odds on us? For this week, COVID or flu, either one. COVID or flu odds. Yeah, not good. Yeah, I know. Would Fanduel put that up there or what? <laughs> yeah, which one of us gets COVID or the flu? I don't want to jinx myself, so I'm not going to say something I was just about to say, but I'm not going to say. It. Just not going to jinx. I'm not touching you, the money. You believe that works? Not touching the money. Actually, yes, because when my mother came over for the Vikings game, my dad had had a cold, and she walked in. She goes, "You know, it's amazing." You know, your father's had a cold for like a week, and I'm totally fine. I haven't had a cold at all this entire winter. And I called her up two days later. She's like, hello. <laughs> but she's not. It was around him, though. Yeah, I know. But she thought she was through it. Yeah. She thought she was through it, through the incubation period. And then all of a sudden, it crept up on you. That so I told her, incubate- you chased it. 
that thing was incubating in, in her. Right, yeah, it was. Exactly. So that's why I'm not going to say like anything. They're being cocky about your immune system like he is and then sucking face with Gina who's got the flu. Yeah. Like you kind of run into trouble. Right. All right. So then I'll say it. Knock on one at the same time. <laughs> I have not been sick this winter. Okay. Not once. Not one time. And we're, hit, we're knocking on February. That's so, true. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. I hope so. And we're going to a warmer weather place, so we won't be all packed indoors. All yeah, but we're going to be, you know, flying with these German-fested heathens on the plane. You know these people. <laughs> these dregs of society drooling and people yeah. traveling Can with young children. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, I'm actually not. I'm by myself. Can I have another granola bar, please? <laughs> sure, $7. Yeah. How, by the way, it's 37 degrees in Phoenix right now. Oh, come on. Well, yeah, just, but it warms up to 65, no, I right? I, I know. I'm just telling you right now, It's I wasn't expecting to see that. When I and it's a dry me. cold. <laughs> <laughs> right now, the temperatures in Phoenix are topping out at 60. Yeah, when we're walking to the site, it'll be about 40-something. Oh, look 40. at it this way. That's 45 degrees warmer than when you were in Minnesota almost dying. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Frostbite. Oh, what a moment. Yeah. Uh, okay, Jerry, what's going on over there? What is going on? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Something off the beaten path. We've done a lot of football, and I'll get to that in a second again. So I just saw this, and I figured you'd be interested in this, Boomer. So you know how you got this whole thing going on with Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reed? The two can't yes. stand one another. Yep. So apparently they're playing in Dubai this weekend, and it appears that Reed went up to McIlroy to try and shake his hand and say hello. To which McElroy ignored this yesterday. McElroy then ignored him and supposedly read them through the teeth or a tea at him. So a reporter on Sky Sports got to uh, Rory. Said, you know what? What the hell happened yesterday? Nothing. Like Patrick wanted to come up and say hello, and I didn't really want him to. And uh, and in my from my recollection, that was it. That was it. So then he would go on to say, which I was not aware of this. Uh, how much of an idiot Reed is, how would he have expected me to actually say hello? I was subpoenaed by his lawyer on Christmas Eve, so, I mean, of course, like, I'm just trying to have a nice time with my family, and, and, you know, someone shows up on your doorstep and delivers that, you know, you're not, like, you're not going to take that well, so. Uh, and so he ignored him. I did not know he wait, was, he was pretty. Him, guess, at least right? he was pretty honest about it. I guess they're probably fighting over the live and probably yes. comments that have been made. Right. They're foreigners. They don't care. They just want money. There you go. They don't care. They don't About hair, Jerry. Yeah. What do I have to How many times do I have to tell you? I know. I, I hear it all the time. They don't care. Wait, so, so he got subpoenaed? Yeah, I didn't. Re- that's why I, I didn't know that part of the story. I knew that they were fighting and battling. Rory's been very um, open with his feelings about living everything and yeah. Patrick Reed. So, so the same thing with Tiger Woods and also uh, Greg Norman. Well, sure. Greg Norman claiming that Tiger Woods doesn't know the entire story. You what know, is but, the entire story? But you know, but Tiger Woods got his you know ten to fifteen million dollar payout because of his uh, social media impressions after last year's PGA Tour, and he didn't even play. And he still got fifteen million dollars for social media impressions. Yep, there's a, there's a uh, wow s- sort of a mathematical equation that determines the bonuses that the players receive uh, off of their social media engagements. I mean, there's no story about this subpoena. Except for what he said yesterday. Yeah. So, like, no one has the information on what it's about. It's just that he said this yesterday, and now people are like, oh, this is why they're 
annoyed with one another. But I, I'd, I'd love to know what that's about. Yeah, very interesting. So, anyhow, uh, you got Aaron Rodgers. A couple more with Pat McAfee from yesterday. Um, Rodgers discussed a lot of different things, including what uh, his future with the Packers may or may not be. I think it's more just living in the reality of, of what is. And what is, is they drafted uh, my replacement. And if I didn't win two COVID MVPs, this conversation probably would have happened earlier. But in a year where I'm not going to win MVP, uh, it allows for all the different conjecture. Um, is Jordan ready? Is it time to move on? He said he was open to being traded if that's what they have to do, basically. And he also knows that the $59.6 million he's owed is going to be way too much if he stays there for them to pay him. So would be open to reworking his deal if he stays with the Packers. A couple of other things. I just saw Saquon Barkley, a finalist for the Associated Press Comeback Player of the Year Award. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith, the other two finalists. I didn't see all the finalists, but I saw Garrett Wilson, a finalist for AP Offensive Rookie of the year and sauce gardner a finalist for ap defensive rookie of the year so that's kind of cool um cj gardner johnson getting ready for a big conference championship game against the niners this weekend however his car is gone it was stolen saturday night when they were playing the giants wow hey where was that angle that's how y'all getting down oh yeah in philly y'all still after a win? <laughs> yeah, well, after a win, they took his car. So he says he knows... Car taken out of gas, ta- gas station, too, as Gio pointed out this morning. Yeah, a lot of that happens. A lot of this crap going on. I wonder why. What do you think? Because people Catalytic suck. converters. Oh, okay. And because of the slowing down of manufacturing with cars that happened during COVID that we haven't been able to catch up with, that some of these parts are in higher demand than they ever were. So on the black market, these things are getting... Uh, you know, top dollar, so you get a bunch of people to steal these things and send it to other criminals, and then there's big money. How about Al Dukes' scourge of teenagers that when they get arrested, they get released? How about that? What, the bail reform stuff you're saying? Well, it's just people get arrested for these things, and they get they walk right back out of jail, they don't, and then they don't show back up for their court appearances. Right. How about that, Al? No, I, I do not like teenagers of any kind. Okay. Yeah. Are you aware of, I will not say the brand because I don't want to promote it, but are you aware of the TikTok challenge that's out there about wiring cars with household devices? It makes it very easy, and you go out there, you take the car out of someone's driveway, post a video, and then leave the car. No. Yeah. That's apparently a thing. Household devices. Yeah, I don't want to say what it is or promote it because then you can kind of look it up. I'd be happy to tell you off the air. It's crazy, and it's mostly teenagers and young yeah. people. Everything's are young tw- teenagers. Yeah, and people. Mo- no, well, 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 I mean, well, like nineteen, twenty. You yeah, know, yeah, no. But here's the young deal. people. So you have older guys telling these young kids, "Go steal. We'll give you cash for the car, and if you get caught, you're not going to get arrested. So don't worry about it. Oh, you'll get arrested, but you'll get out." And you know, the problem is, is that when they do steal one of these cars, and let's say the police know that one of the cars is stolen. These kids are driving these cars in residential areas at over a hundred miles an hour. So you got you got to be really careful if you are law enforcement because you are in a no win situation. You'd like to stop the person that is stealing the car, but you can't because if you do, and that person is you know going a hundred miles an hour in a residential area and unfortunately hits a mom and a daughter or something else like that, 
Now you got a major problem on your hands from a law enforcement standpoint. It's just a no-win situation. I told Al the other day I experienced two guys drag racing on Ninth Avenue. <clears throat> oh, really? It's going to come that to a point. Freaking. I'm telling you, around here, especially with you know the eight and a half million people that live in like 35 square miles, uh, eventually it's going to come to a point where somebody is going to put their foot down and say enough is enough. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take, but you know. It's going to take some. There's been so many negative things that have happened over the last five years that if it hasn't taken this yet, I don't know what it's going to take. But sooner or later, it's going to break. So Something's you, going to break. So you think of like you need somebody like a new mayor or a new police chief, something like that. So I've officially thrown my name into the ring for consideration. <laughs> it's stupid. Yes. Good luck. Okay. Somebody that is willing to actually do something. <laughs> Well, she seems to be on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she would. Yeah. Nick's, uh, get the article writers on that. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's beat the Cavaliers 105 103, 36 for Julius Randle, who had eight threes on the night. You've got the Nets tonight in Philly against the Sixers. Uh, Scott Rowland voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Rutgers beat Penn State 65 45. St. John's Creighton tonight. UConn Xavier as well. And the Devils beat the Golden Knights in overtime 3 2. Dougie Hamilton ties it late and has the game winner in the OT. Devils have won 7 of 8. Rangers in Toronto and the Islanders skating in Ottawa tonight. Time now for Moment of the Day, which is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Ah! And uh, yes, Aaron Rodgers had quite the odd interview with Pat McAfee. Sure, they talked a lot of football, but they also had some weird topics, too. So what does Aaron Rodgers think about whale sex? <laughs> well, here he was with Pat McAfee explaining it. Well, they, they have sex up in Alaska, actually. Then they come down to warmer water to... Uh, to have the babies. <laughs> this is what goes off. You're yeah, talking about his offensive lineman? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they have sex up in Alaska, actually. They come down to warmer water to uh, to have the babies. Uh, or you could be talking about A.J. Hawk's sex life. Look at A.J. All his kids are born in the wintertime, right? <laughs> Off-season lovemaking with, uh, with Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Here was the question. Of course, that had to be at the end of the 53 minutes where they ask about Zach Wilson. Uh, and it was A.J. Hawk that asked the question completely out of the blue, too. It wasn't like they were talking about the Jets or anything like that. Um, he kind of took it in a different direction. Do you have a relationship with Zach Wilson? There Was was it Rappaport who said you texted him mm-hmm. when he was like in the facility during the offseason on a Friday morning? You said, what are you doing? Get the hell out of there, man. Get some, okay. Spend some time away from their facility. Are you guys tight? Well, it wasn't a Friday morning. It was a Friday night. And he was there late. And I said, what are you doing? I said, get out of the facility. I said, get out of there, clear your head. Be a kid. Go to dinner. You know, relax a little bit. And go bang a milf. (laughs) There you go. Milfs, two days in a row. Moment of the day. See how long we can keep this streak going. (laughs) Boomer and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. This journey with Eddie the Picks Jockey has been amazing. And he did get out, give out a winner last night. It was a rocking chair win for him, so he is back in the win column, which is a great thing. But I've told you before, I worry about him on Twitter and getting involved with a lot of these things. And yesterday was an unraveling. And I almost reached out to him, almost got his number from Al just to reach out to him to make sure he was all right. And I told him, you know, I was going to tell him to get away from Twitter for a little bit because he was getting very bothered by this. So he was challenging people to do, I guess, 
the heat that he was getting from losing two games in a row was was getting to him because he was challenging people to do this picks challenge. And he's like typing all these things out. He goes, you know, it's 30 minutes, no challenges. I want to play the big dogs, the $200 pay to play guys. It'll be a 20 day contest, one pick per day. And then this guy who has this account hammer something. He's going, he challenges them. And then he goes, I want Matt 20- hammer. No, not Mad Hammer. Some okay. other guy goes well to the hammer. He goes, I want 20 days against Hammer Time. If he loses, I got to give $20. He's going on. Tell Hammer Time to set it up with the GoFundMe girl. $500 frees all your money. I'm like, wait a second. Eddie, are you saying to take money out of the GoFundMe page for your teeth to, to put up $500 to challenge nah, this guy? That's not happening. Danielle will not let that happen. A- absolutely. She's going on and on. He goes, no pay for a month. If he loses, I can make 500 betting my games. If he's got the guts, will he do it? And all this stuff, does Hammer Time want to sign those terms? I mean, he's going on and on about challenges this, this this Hammer Time guy, and I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. Then he wants to get on 105.7 The Fan down in Baltimore, which is one of our Odyssey sister stations. So he's tweeting, I guess he's calling the radio station, and the radio station's not picking up. And then he starts tweeting at the radio station. So the one, his first tweet to the radio station, he says, look, I'm Eddie the Picks Jockey, and I've been giving out free basketball picks on Twitter, and I've been on a national television show giving them out. I tried to call, no answer, I would like to chit-chat. And then later on, as they continue to ignore him, he goes, I live in Baltimore and have 15,000 followers on Twitter giving uh, free basketball picks for here a couple we weeks. I am 80%. I have been on a national syndicated sports show a couple of times and would like to call in. No one answers the phone. <laughs> and little do they know what gem they'd be getting if they did pick up the phone. And he kept going after him and saying, like, I guess that. I'm I'm good enough for a national TV show, but not good enough for you guys. It's just crazy. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Then this is the last one. He goes, the people in New York and New Jersey say you have a gambling guru named Jeremy. Is he up for a monetary contest? I'll give him a point or two. I mean, this is the stuff he was doing yesterday. Oh, he's got a lot of free time. That's the problem. Oh, my God. He's got a lot of free time. Um, I'm glad he had a winner last night. And, you know, this coming Friday is going to be a big day. Right. When he gets his... It's going to be a big day. We're going to find out whether or not this is going to be actual happening and it's going to be for real. And, you know, we're not going to have him on at all until after the Friday checkup and visit. And we get a call from the dentist and he lets me know exactly what needs to be done and what potentially could be done. Yeah. Then he's also going on about how he used to live with strippers. This is another thing he's been tweeting out? What? Yes. I, I, I don't know, man. He goes, I have been to both Monmouth Park and a lot of strip joints. That's how I know that most of the girls who work there have been abused. And the ones who used to live with me were quirky on what days to work. <laughs> and most of them would like to work when? Tuesdays. Oh, Tuesdays. He goes, he goes, Eddie, uh, some guy responds. He goes, Eddie, I'm trying to keep my mind off the horses. And you mentioned Monmouth Park. And then you mentioned strip joints. And all I could say is when we were young, he goes, bingo, all my girlfriends and live-in girlfriends 
were stripping girls for about 10 years. They are very focused on who they allow in their world. Having been a sexually abused, they are fearful people. <laughs> Sounds accurate. <laughs> but, like, the stream of consciousness, any Twitter stuff is amazing to me. Like, it's just like... But I don't like him challenging people because he gets all worked up about that. And then he like he's like, I blocked him. I didn't block him. This guy, Eddie, forget about all these people, man. Do your thing. You're the man. People love you. Just keep make just keep picking winners and forget about everybody else. Please. For your own sanity. For your own mental health. Please. We need you, man. We need you. We want you. We want you to, to, to get these teeth and turn your life around. Forget about if some guy thinks he's got a better picks record than you. It doesn't matter. One of my buddies uh, called me yesterday and said he needs a proctologist. Do you know anybody? I said, no. Really? Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe Brandon jamming up the A gap? <laughs> Could be. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I, um, I don't know, man. I just hope that he's... I hope that he's okay because I see this stuff. I mean, like, you've taken a liking to him. I mean, you're the one who started this whole. I thing. know, and I just I see this stuff, and I'm like, just just relax, go take the dog for a walk, put on some television, watch some Netflix if you he have has it. Has never been as exposed as he is today, especially on social media. No, I know, and that's and why. here he goes from 23 followers from the first day that he calls us to how many now? 15,000. 15,000. So welcome to our world, and good luck with it. Yeah, I know. And he, I love how he's going, I'm Eddie the Picks Jockey from a national sports show. Put me on your show now. I love it. He's going, he's once at 105.7 Baltimore, wants to put him on. Hey, give him an inch, take a mile. Yeah. A mile, take 10 miles. But, but hey, it's fine. As long as he's okay and in a good mental space, I'm good with it.